Welcome to New Thought Academy, a podcast centered on the exploration, discussion, and application of new thought and truth principles. Today's episode will feature a talk by New Thought lecturer Walter C. Lanyon, delivered over six decades ago. It's one of few remaining live recordings of the prolific artist, speaker, and writer. Good evening, friends. I'm not going to introduce Walter Lanyon. He's an old friend, and we don't introduce old friends. We just like to extend them a very hearty and warm welcome. I promised you when he concluded his series that he'd be back, and so tonight is the fulfillment of that promise. We're very happy to have him with us again, Mr. Walter Lanyon. I told him not to put on a lot of molasses, you know. It's always hard when you have that to go against. But I come here uh, to you to tell you something. I don't want to lecture anybody anymore. You see, I've been lecturing for nearly 40 years. You wouldn't believe it, but I have been lecturing for nearly 40 years, and I've given about 16,000 lectures. So it's nothing new to me, but I came to the end of that. I thought that was enough for one uh, dispensation, and I thought I would start with a new one now. And we're starting on life, and we're starting on results. And uh, if you hear what's said to you, uh, something will happen. And the day is the day, because we're talking about life. We're not talking about anything else. We're talking about life. You've been talking about health and sickness and disease, and uh, suddenly you run into a wonderful thing where Jesus said to his uh, people, he said, uh, your fathers ate bread in the wilderness and they're dead. The fathers he's talking about demonstrated everything. They demonstrated bread, quail, gold, clothes that did not get old. They really had a hold of this principle. I know when I came into Christian science, I was so thrilled with it, it's just like that, and everything happened. I demonstrated everything. Well, that's what he said they did, but they're dead. Now, it's very interesting that we're in a new dispensation right now, and I don't mean that just as talk. I mean that's an absolute fact. We are in a new dispensation. It is the dispensation of transformation. I don't know where you want to hold on to this old thing or not. I don't know whether, whether you've had enough of it. I don't know where you stand on this. I've had too much of it. I've said to myself, I don't want any more of that stuff. What is the good of it? You see, I see people that never heard a word of it, that have done better than people who have heard words of it. And so I realize it is because we have not heard and we do not do what Jesus, the lawgiver, gave us to do. So we find, he said, your fathers ate bread in the wilderness and they're dead. They dropped down. But you, speaking to his disciples, you have a bread they knew not of. That's number two. That is a word there. And then he said, which, if a man eat thereof, he shall never die. Now, we're not asking for any foolishness, and we're not bothering about a thing, but we're talking about this life thing that bridges the first thing there. We are not trying to heal you. I do not care. If you have to be healed to get sick again, I say you might as well die and be done with it. What's the use of doing that? That's the old picture, you see. And so, as I said, as I say to you, 
that that funny old thing, and I got caught on that, and I said that at a lecture, and a woman got in there that she hadn't walked for three years. This is really interesting. And so the first thing I said was, well, if you're going to do anything with that funny old thing that you've got there, talk about this too, this thing that we have been working with all these years, trying to make a living, trying to get well, trying to do things. And right away, she became very much offended at that. As she sat there, she became so offended. She had not uh, been able to walk for three solid years. And this is what she wrote me. She said, while I was sitting there, so intent upon the offense that you had offered me. I know it's kind of insulting, you know. I know better, see. But there's something in me that would like to throw something, a monkey wrench in the work, you know, see if you can do anything with it. But anyway, says, while I was sitting there in that state, she said, suddenly the thing happened. The life thing that you were talking about came up just like that, and I stood up. And I walked home, and I walked all around today, and I haven't walked for three solid years. You know what happened? When you're absent from the body, you're present with the law. That's all. You don't believe that. You've heard it ten million times. You're still trying to get your help. You're still trying to do something with this old body and make it and make it and make it. Well, Jesus couldn't do it. He said, I can't do it. And he was trying to show you a thing called life. When life touches the stinking, rotten flesh of the human mind, as in the case of Lazarus, that suddenly comes to life like that. And now we are at that place. We are only interested in one thing, life. We're not interested in the demonstration of life. It, got, it must be so uh, one with a thing that you don't think anymore about it. You used to have to have a little health and keep that pumped up in here. But now you are beginning to let go of that thing. And you live and move and breathe and have your being in life. I don't care where you are, whether you ever read another book or hear another lecture, it doesn't make a bit of difference if you have heard one thing. You can go into all the world and preach the gospel and raise the dead and open the eyes of the blind. You hear me or you do not hear me. Or you say, who is that person? I would like to see an immortal. You can't. You don't believe in it. But it's really interesting to know that it's coming up again now, immortality in the flesh. I don't want to argue about it because I know what the man says. Well, I don't know. It's a lot of talk and this and that and everything. It doesn't make any difference what he says or what he doesn't say. It's what do you say? Or do you fold your tent and steal silently away and begin to express this thing called life and begin to have this thing called life? So she says in there that while she was busy sort of condemning me. Now, this is interesting. Because when you're absent, that thing came up to her like that. And so she is rejoicing. And <clears throat> the attendant that brought her said he also got something out of it. I, I, this is uh, like a patent medicine advertisement. I never do this. You know I don't. But anyhow, I just want to tell you that it does happen. And we're in the age now when it says speak the word. And that is for you. You see. And if you do not believe, you can't do it. And you will try to demonstrate it. And we have demonstrated and demonstrated and demonstrated. And we did have a modicum of results. But the thing was, we didn't see what happened. Now, when I came in, 
As a kid, I saw everything happen, just everything happen. And then I came to a great desert period when I didn't seem to get any results at all or anything happened. I didn't know what had taken place. I, I went back to my textbooks. I went to my teacher. I went to everybody else. Nothing happened. I know now what happened. You were taken to a high mount and shown the vision. Everybody in here knows that it can heal. And you've wondered, why don't I heal now? Because you went to the valley to build a superstructure, to hold that thing up, and now it's done. We're in the new age. We're in the new day. Can you hear me, or do you hear me? You see, if you hear some person, you will say exactly as they said about Jesus. What does he know about? He doesn't know anything. Where does he come from? A one-horse town called Nazareth. Well, what good could come out of that town? Nothing, nothing at all. Who is that person? And then he said, don't call me good. He said, you. Well, two times two is four, isn't it? But uh, saying that doesn't make it so, does it? All the Father has is mine. It's true, but it doesn't make it so, does it? No. Well, why is it? Why does Howard Hughes say, I can't stop it? Oh, you say, well, he's got a lot of... Well, you're always ready to explain somebody else's success in a way that would be impossible to you. He said, it just keeps coming in and coming in and coming in. Why? Because that thing is open like that. And it is a drop of dirty water that's gone to the sea. And it loses every, everything it's ever had. And it's so simple that you, you're going to miss it if you don't watch out. And you're going to look for some rules and regulations and all that's, that sort of thing. It is amazing how that thing suddenly rises in you like that. With healing in its wings. And there is the freedom, there is the actual freedom. Uh, it says, whatsoever you ask in my name, in my nature, that, 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 until you hear it finally. Give I unto thee. But you have to take it and don't take it. Pretty soon it becomes natural. Pretty soon it becomes normal. And the flow of that stuff through your body, the flow in and out, like the water flowing through the fish and the fish swimming in the water, and presently you'll begin to get that, and you won't have any feeling in your body at all here. There won't be anything here, no heart, no heart, no liver, no lights or lungs or whatever they have in there, and everything, you won't feel it. You see, you will begin to know that the wind bloweth where it listeth, and no man shall say, Whither goest thou? And that goes for everything you can do. That goes for uh, finance that goes for power to express. When you see that thing, when you express, you will find that it goes through. And as I've said to you so many times about Kipling, because I have found it so true, that when he said, how do you write? He said, I don't write, I watch my pen write. Then I always square everything by Jesus. And he said, when you're absent from the body, you're present with power. When you're present with power, it will use this thing. It will use this thing, and it will run out of you. This is not a funny story. This is a reality. You are beginning to believe, or you're going to go back to the old vomit and think that you have to be good, bad, or indifferent, and have to know the truth, and know the truth, and know the truth. I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Can you? Is it possible? 
for you to do all things through Christ Jesus? Or are you Jenny Jones or John Smith or something like that, and you have great limitations, and you've never done that, you've never had this, you've never, never been able to get these things, or you're such and such years old, and you're, you have all of this thing hanging on you? I don't want this old thing. I think we're through with it. I don't know of anybody that if I was to say, to be true to them, I'd, I wouldn't tell them to hang on to the old thing they've got. I don't care how young or how old they are. I would say there is a new thing that's coming up now, and you are to be transformed. Is that some more magic, or is that possible? You've never seen anybody transformed, have you? No, you don't believe in it. So you see where we are now, right where he te took those disciples and said, your fathers ate the bread and they're dead. But you, not you and somebody else. And if you hear it, you have it. If you don't hear it, you don't have it. And it's nothing for demonstration. You see, that's all right. That had its day. But you're not trying to demonstrate God now. You're not going to manhandle God anymore. You're going to be glad to let it flow through you. You're going to have the integrity to do whatsoever you're told. And you can do it. And you can heal the sick and raise the dead and open the eyes of the blind. All of these things. It comes through you. When you walk in a light, you cast a shadow. Do you? Do you do anything? You say you cast a shadow. Do you? You don't do a thing, do you? But there's the shadow. And you can never get rid of it. The minute you step in the light, manifestation takes place. There is nothing else can happen. Because you are that thing. You are that combination of matter and spirit. That lump of substance through which the invisible is stepped down to a point of visibility. That is the law. I didn't make that up. That is the law. You see. And you cannot prove it. Because you have to prove it. And you see that you are coming to the place of acceptance. And so when Lazarus laying there in his putrefaction, you see, when the spirit, when that oneness touches it, just like when it touches the, the ocean touches a drop of dirty water, it all goes out of that thing and it's purified instantly. It's very interesting. Otherwise, you see, we're in such a terrible age. You know it as well as I do. I don't have to stand here and tell you about a lot of things. But there's such frustration you hear on the air. And everybody you meet says, well, what's there to it anyway? And they can be from 18 years on up. They're all talking that way. And so you have a race of people called the beatniks that say that it's futile, it's purposeless, so why do anything? Just let it run through. I just met a woman today, and she said to me, well, I studied all this stuff and worked with it and everything else, and she said, I've come to the conclusion that there's just nothing to it. You might as well let go. Well, that's, a, that's the thing. That's where we are today. Even the governments and everything else, they don't know what to do about it, do they? So they fix the machines to destroy everything with. That won't destroy life. It'll just destroy some uh, useless manifestation. Nothing will destroy life. And how about you being one with that? And how about you begin to see? Well, I know it's asking a lot, and it sounds kind of spectacular and all that, that somebody should say to you that you can do these fabulous things. You can't do them, but they can be done through you. And I don't mean maybe or perhaps... You can heal or raise the dead or do any of these things yourself if you can. But you can unless you can. 
you see. And you can as long as you think that you're going to do something. But you can as soon as you realize that you are this lump of substance through which the invisible passes into visibility. And so suddenly the transformation takes place. So suddenly this woman, following the law of Jesus, you see, when she took her attention away from herself, and she hadn't walked a step for three years, and was quite a bad cripple, and she walked away. You see, I, I just tell you that because this just happened yesterday or the day before yesterday, you see. And I'm telling you because it is a reality. I, I tell you also that you can if you will, but you cannot if you think that you're going to be a high priest or high priestess and you're going to run around and do these things. Your answer is yes. And so we've tumbled through and we've read every old book and we've gone back to every old person in the world. And the only person we don't go back to is the simple teaching of Jesus Christ. We take all the writings of and about it, you see. I've written 50 books myself on it, so I know. But I know that if you read one of my books, you have to go back to that fundamental law. And you could get it all. I'm not a good uh, psychologist at all. Uh, you could get it all if you went right back to that thing in the first place. I can do all things through Christ Jesus, but I can't do anything with you because you have that uh, fixation on yourself. And you've got yourself cut out in a small way. Everything's cut down, and you can't do it. You can have all things through Christ Jesus. When the greed is out of the mind, you see, when you are sent, it says for you to go without thought of the purse or the script or the robe or any of these things. And right away, a great big question mark comes up. How would I manage? You're not going to manage. Don't go. This is the urge of spirit that comes into you. And when it says rise and walk, it is because you have the power to do that. But don't try it. See, we're coming into a brand new age. It has nothing to do with the old idea that I must hold a thought. Any thought you hold dies in your hand, just like a seed. And you may declare it a thousand times. And you may say, all the Father has is mine. It is true. But it doesn't do you any good. Why? Because it has no spirit in it. And the spirit played upon the face of the deep and what happens? Up shoots a great big wave in the manifestation. That which has no expression at all, the minute it's touched by spirit, shoots a manifestation up into that. And so it will do, and so it will accomplish. This is not religious, you see. This is life. This is everyday life. I was telling them that a, a thing that happened to me in Belgium. I was in a little town there once, and they were getting ready for a pilgrimage to Notre Dame de Lourdes in the south of France, and, and in <coughs> Lourdes. And everybody that was sick or diseased or unhappy or so-and-so was going to go to the shrine of Bernadette and get a healing and get that sort of thing. It was very funny. They were all excited because this was one of the big trips in their life. Well, if you've ever been to Lourdes, you know what it's like. It's an enormous place and a big uh, uh, open altar there and a stream running, a uh, spring running along. And here is the shrine and here is the place in front. And all the people come, the injured and the sick and the, uh, all that, and they come, and they, sometimes there would be 500 people brought in on stretchers. 
And then the priest gives a certain benediction and a talk and all this and that and everything. And then presently, the healing goes out, the prayer goes out, and some people are healed. But in this one village, there was one renegade there that he didn't believe in the priest, he didn't believe in anything he said, and he made fun of them, and he, uh, he was the worst uh, renegade in the village. And he told the priest that he was going to go there. And the priest said, no, you cannot go there because you are too evil. You cannot go. And he said, I am going to go anyway. He said, you cannot go to this place. God would not heal you. He said, God would heal anything. He said, he would not heal you because you are so wicked. Well, anyway, they went. And this one went. And he was the only one out of the gang that got healed. And he was very badly bad off, and all of a sudden he jumped to his feet and started screaming, I'm healed, and he was healed, and all the rest of them took their sickness back home with them. Now, these things are something for you to think about. They are just illustrations, but what happened in that case? That thing that thought it was so good and so precious, and it had said its prayers and it had done everything, did not have what it took. All in the world it takes is recognition. Prayer is recognition. And when you make the recognition, when you pray, believe, when you recognize life, when you ask for anything, it says, whatsoever you ask in my name. Well, I've asked for a car, a house, this, that, the other thing, a red hat or something. I've asked for it a thousand times. You're not going to get it. I can tell you that. You're not going to get it. You can't take it. That's the only reason. This is a thing called faith, and it says I only need a grain of it as big as a mustard seed. As for man, his days are few and full of trouble, and he is filled with lying. He is a liar and the father of it. He does not believe in anything. And the other day I came across this thing. That looks like a little piece of green paper. Doesn't look like it's worth very much. Well, I got to in Germany right after Hitler came in and things began to buzz around there. I was lecturing there in, in, uh, in the southern part of, of uh, Germany. And here is a note for 100,000 marks. It was worth $20,000. It isn't worth the paper it's printed on. That's man. That's the story of man. He said, I've got a diseased body. I've got a broken heart or something. I've got no money. I've got no anything. That's a man talking. That's not the power. Because the 100,000 marks or the 20,000 marks, the $20,000 that that would have paid at one time is still there. You see, it doesn't make any difference about this thing. If you throw this away or burn it up, it doesn't burn up substance. And that's what you have to learn, and that's what you don't know. You think this is a precious thing. So they held on to it, and they went right out of their hands. So I give you $20,000. What are you going to do with it? Can you take it? It's very funny. You know, sometime a voice might come to you and say, take it. And you say, oh, he's only fooling. Well, probably so, since there must be more joy in this thing. You see. There must be more joy in your life. There must be more joy in this thing. That long-faced thing has to get serious 
when it comes to this God power and think, now, God, if you'll heal me, I'll be a good this, that, or the other thing. It is only waiting to make the aperture, the slightest aperture in there, in your mind, as big as a grain of mustard. If you believe the slightest way, well, I believe, and then I'm looking to see if it happens. Nothing happens. You are given all the law. It says anybody that looks for a sign is going is to fail. And anyone that's trying to demonstrate God in this day and age is losing money fast and is losing everything else. Because this God power, this universal God power, is not a man. It is a universal intelligence, the center of which is in the uh, omnipresence. And wherever you go, that is the center of that thing of expression that you go along with. But having tried and failed and tried and failed, you wonder why it doesn't work. That's why it doesn't work. Right there. Joel, you're not answering. You do the whole thing. I don't like it any better than you do. You do everything there is to yourself. And I think I told you this story about a dozen times, but it pleased me so because it answered questions to me. The boy here in town that killed his mother and father and was tried for murder, and then the judge, then he asked the judge for clemency, and the judge said, on what ground? And he said, I'm an orphan. <laughs> and who is to blame for that? And who is to blame for your pneumonia or your tuberculosis? Or your smallpox or whatever you take in. Am I to blame for it? Is the person sitting next to you blame for it? They haven't got it, no. Well, who is to blame for it then? Where does it come from? Why was he an orphan? Why are you in the state you're in? I ask that to myself. Why are you? When are you going to touch this life thing and begin to bring out that life eternal, that immortality, that thing? which transcends age and fear and everything else in the things. When are you going to? Oh, I'm going to demonstrate that. I'm going to rejuvenate. I'm going to do this. You're not going to do it, you see. When you touch life, it begins to take away the dirt. It begins to take away the dirt out of the drop of water and all the old history of your case and all the old ancestor teaching and everything else you have piled up on yourself. So. Will you be prospered? I ask you a question. Can you answer? Or do you get all excited and emotional and say, oh, yes, I, you're not going to be? You see, right away, there is no emotion in the truth at all. You will either hear it or you will not hear it. And I know it sounds pretty tough to that person that's been so good and done so many good things in their life and all that, and they think they ought to have a special reward. You're not going to get it. I'm sorry. And you can't do anything in this world. You can't buy the truth. That's a cinch, you see. It won't do you any good. You see, it has to be a reflex action. You see, you can't do anything to it. So in your life, do you want to die? It's all right. I don't care. That's your business. I think you're crazy. More so now than I ever thought before, you've got a handful of something here that you better take care of. And all that can be, you have a handful of clay, if you want to put it that way. You have a spot, and that thing can be brought up into this new. 
He said, for this is life eternal, to know me. Is that so or is that some more rubbish? This is a man that you're supposed to follow. If you don't believe it, what is the good of going any farther? I mean, if it is not so, that life is an eternal thing, and once you get life and get away from health, you're going to experience something right from the start. You're going to begin to experience a new, a new elevation. And, and now, as never before, we're entering into that new thing. Thousands do not believe and will not believe, and they will go right over the edge of the thing. But you're hearing it. You can take it or leave it as you see fit. You heard it 2,000 years ago when I said to you in the body of Jesus, your fathers ate bread in the wilderness, they're dead, but you have bread you knew not of, and none of them took it. Well, I say none of them. I'm not, I, I'm not prepared to say that, because it's possible that some of them did. You see. But in my category, I didn't see any, and I couldn't believe in an immortal. What do you think an immortal would look like? Did you ever see one? Do you think it would be one of these funny-looking things that runs around here? trying to demonstrate the truth, wouldn't you walk past that? Wouldn't you walk right through it? Wouldn't you begin to walk into life and let life move through you? Once, not because you want to be known, not because you want name or fame or anything like that. Wouldn't you like to be alive with a life of Christ Jesus? I mean, no religion, you see. No religious stuff, you see. Just plain life that can and does accomplish. The most thing I'm interested in, I said, well, I finished this one career for about 40 years talking on this thing, and I said, I want a new career now. I want a life career. Just like you're walking right off the edge of the thing, like that. Because I, you and I, we can make money, can't we? Sure, everybody can make enough money. And you can make your health all right. And you can stay dressed, you can eat. What of it? Everybody else does that too. What about this next dimension? To live in this world, in the kingdom of heaven. To live in here. See, not to be making a show of yourself, but to live, to live, to really live in this thing. So that you feel that thing flowing through you. And you flow through it, and you pass through it. And this is the day. See, this is the day. It is being told to you. You either hear it or you say, what does that person know? Well, he doesn't know anything. See. But for some reason or other, I put this thing in front of you, and that comes through like that, you see. And you take it or leave it. I do not want you as followers. See. That's because I wouldn't waste any time trying to get anybody into a place or trying to build up anything. Easiest thing in the world to do if you want to do. All you have to do is to do a few little funny things, psychological things. That's all right. I'm not interested. I'd rather have one person that would agree with me because we could do something right like that. I don't care what it is. If I can ever get anybody that will agree with me on that level, something takes place. I see the disease taking place all the time. You see. And sometimes... It doesn't take any, but anything but, well, you're all right, and they are. And sometimes you can tuck your head off, and they don't budge. Why? Because they're set on that thing. They've got it within themselves. And if you have tuberculosis, you have tuberculosis. I'm not denying it. 
and you have all of the backlog of tuberculosis and everybody that believes in it and every doctor and every condition and everything that ever happened is back of you to bring this thing to a higher place. How can you be prospered? Why is that Howard Hughes allowed? Because he takes it. Well, he had money. That is not the answer. It is the answer that he has been able to make that assumption and let alone. Of course he had to use all the integrity he had and whatever it said to do, turn to the right, turn to the left. I don't want to turn to the right. See, I won't do that. Well, all right. Go ahead and have your own way. This is going to do you any good. I say that you can rise and walk to the cripple. I say that you can be prospered, but I don't know how. But I know you can be, but not in your present state of mind, where you think, well, I have no earning capacity. Well, maybe you're like the woman that said she had earning, they said when she went to apply for a job, said earning capacity, said 500 a week. So they put down 500. So how many weeks did you work last year? One week. Maybe that's the idea you have of prosperity. Maybe you'll let it go, and you'll see that the wind bloweth where it listeth, and no man saith, Whither goest thou? It is a wind. It is a spirit. It is a center of this thing, and you are always at that center. You're at that one center where spirit is attempting to manifest in all ways and forms. I can do all things through Christ Jesus. And Christ Jesus was not a man, and he is not a religion, but it is an emerging of spirit and matter which comes into one thing, and that is a lump of substance. Why don't you let go and relax and let something happen to you? After you have placed that matrix, why don't you let it alone? And one day before you know what you're doing, it has happened. And one day, you go out and you heal the sick. You see, you do it all the time. Not people that, uh, that come to you. I see them on the street. You see, I saw one sitting in a streetcar the other day, and he was very badly suffering. And I moved over against him like that. And I thought, you're all right. And I could feel a change going on in that body, and he didn't know anything was happening at all. Now, I don't mean you want to run around doing funny things. You wouldn't do it. See, I'm very fond of funny people. I don't like people that are run-of-the-mill because they're so, or they're so terribly boring, you see. But I like these people that are funny, that dare to do something, that dare to express. There's a man downtown, and he goes along, and he holds up the Bible like this, and he yells, and he said, Read the Bible. You hear him coming for three or four blocks. Now, I thought about him. I passed him. I looked at him, and I stood and watched him, and I thought, isn't it wonderful that you can do that? That you care for nobody at all? He's doing the one thing he wants to, to do. And that's all right, as far as I'm concerned. At least he's proving to me the law that I'm talking about. He does what he wants to do. You, will you be whole? Answer me. I can't do it. As much as I would like to, and I always thought I'd like to just have an unlimited checkbook and people that came to me and said, well, what I need is money, I'd 
Just love to write him out a check and say, here, take it. But that isn't going to do them any good. Such as I have, give I unto thee, because if I give it to you, you'll spend it and you'll be right to the same place. But if you get the upgush of that thing within you, if you begin to feel that thing in some way, but you haven't any earning capacity. You have such a small earning capacity. That's you. Well, how can I get through? I can't get through. Why? Because you do not recognize. You do not know how to pray. When you pray, believe that you say, said, take words and return to Jehovah. Where are you going to go? Are you going to go in a church with an altar in it? Well, I like a, I like a Catholic church best of all churches, you see. Because of the air of sacredness that is there, not because of anything else. I am not a Catholic, and many things I do not uh, believe in at all, do not even agree with. But I like the sacred air that's in there. I go in other churches, and they're all chattering and talking and yelling and shouting and everything else. So I'm not against the church, but I know that wherever you are at that point, one with God is the majority, and you can be in the crowded streets, or you can be in hell if you want to. doesn't make any difference. The same thing is there. And if you, if you believe, you will know in that condition, but you're not going to demonstrate anymore. Now, we're starting on the new thing, you see. I'm starting on a new career of life, you see. It's another thing, you see. By 2000, you see, we ought to begin to know something about it. See, I said another... I'll stand another 40 years with you if you'll stand with me. Because by that time, we ought to get a hold of life. You see, this life. And uh, discover that you're living in the kingdom of heaven. This is the kingdom of heaven. And that all sounds like a lot of cheap, trashy talk. But it is the truth. And suddenly, sometime it's going to begin to silt through your mind. And you're going to see something. And you're going to see something that Jesus said, uh, Father, glorify thou me with the glory I had with thee before John Smith appeared. Then he turned another time and said, I go to the Father. Where did he go? He told you to take words, take your word, the thing, and return to Jehovah. And he showed how that returning to Jehovah, physically he didn't go anywhere at all. He went to the Father. But his little mind, his little mind with 5,000 problems in it, right at that time, 5,000 men meowing around and wanting bread. And he sees that thing merge. That's the end of that thing. That's the end of it with you, financially or physically or anywhere else. When are you going to stop discounting me? When are you going to take this mask away from you like that? As we know that the Greek held a mask or a persona up in front of his face like that. He was a nobleman. He was too elegant and too well-bred to do that thing. So he played. The mask was drama or tragedy or comedy, and he held that up, and he looked out. And the persona was the thing we got personality from, and that's what you're hiding behind. An old Mary Jones or John Smith or something like that. And they say, oh, I know him. He says to that or that thing. 
You don't know him at all. And so finally we're beginning to see that he takes the personality away. And he is a new creature in Christ Jesus. And he comes right out of that thing. You see, and it's beginning to show. Now in the flesh, it is beginning to show. So he said, you take a word and return to Jehovah. And you take a word, a word, a word, and let the dead letters fall away. And you'll find something. And you will find that you are to be used as this place where the power comes into visibility through you. It passes through you as the wind passes through the stream. And you are healed. And they are healed. Your answer is perpetually yes to everything. You see? Yes. And when they ask you for help, and when they ask you, you, you can say yes, but not from this human standpoint. But you say yes. If they hear that, they'll click like that. And they can hear it. As you become more unconscious, unconscious of this power, you see. Then, uh, like you are unconscious of the air, which is in this room, you will begin to see it acts automatically. Financially, you see, you have this power of the universe operating through you, and you are a hopeless success, but not with John Smith. He's shut, it's all shut up. Can't do anything with him. He says, well, I, it'd be wonderful if it would happen, but how could it happen to me? And it can't. Your question has solved that, has settled that thing. See, can't. But when you can't appropriate it and let it alone, when you drop a seed in the ground and forget it and stop trying to demonstrate it and working with it, you will find very shortly that something is taking place, that you are in an elevation, a new elevation, as it were, something up here. And then you will begin to notice a little later that substance is more apparent in many ways in your life. It can happen in any way a way that you know not of. It can take place. And you can be prospered. You see. You can be prospered. Says, my sheep hear my voice. If you are still wanting to make demonstrations, this is not the place. You see. We don't know how to demonstrate anything. We take everything we want. You are unafraid. Because you're not trying to prove anything. You are beginning to make the assumption. And like the sponge takes up the water, or the blotter takes up the water, so you begin. And you look for no signs and no results and no anything. But presently you find yourself functioning in a new place, a new level. I say this to you because it is so. And I say this to you because we are going to start on a new career. We are all going to start on this new elevation. We're going to begin to accept and believe and not believe, not that thing that wants to do that, not that, but we are going to accept that thing and let it come through into manifestation. So, lie still upon your bed. There is a time when you lie so still that the outline of your body falls away. When you are in that consciousness, 
and you couldn't tell where your foot was or your hand was. And it's all become one, and there's nothing but one. And the life and the force and the power is flowing and flowing and flowing through. Even as it did to, to Jesus when he went to the Father for the 5,000 problems that he had. And all at once it's all blanked out. See, there was nothing. So when he came out, all the vacuity was filled. But the next morning, they didn't have anything to eat. They had what's known as a demonstration of them. He had a manifestation of substance. It just eliminated all of that belief. And that isn't any stunt that you do because you are a good, true student or something like that. That is something that life, that's what it is. The new dimension that you and I are going to start, the new career that we're working on, I don't care what you're doing, because it's just as important as you're peeling potatoes as if you're giving a lecture. There's no difference at all. It is the one power running through anything. Just the one power coming through that thing, coming through this thing. And then it says, what? And you hold the matrix. You have accepted the thing. Well, you want to demonstrate that. You can't do it. This is a new age. This is a new day. This is the day that your fathers then come to the understanding and they eat the bread. They take the bread, the substance. I don't know how it will appear, but I do know this, that if you were in the desert and needed it, it would be there. Regardless, I don't care what you say. You can't prove it. But if you knew it, if you were at the point of recognition, it would be there. We're not going into that. It's a little dangerous, you see. But I can tell you that it will be there. And your house is the house of the Lord, and there's never a thing lacking in that house, or else everything is lacking. And when you know that law, that is the law, you will find everything in your house. I don't care what it is. That is the law. I'm not talking symbolically. I'm talking about a reality. It will always be there. There will always be the abundance. It will pour through everything. The overabundance, it is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So it says. That I was a musician. Why? I heard her say that. And when the voice says to you, be prospered, it is the same thing. When you can hear it, it will take place in its own way, because all the greed is drained out of you, and all that stuff is gone. And you are a new creature. A new creature. You're not that old thing, patched up. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You are free. Wherever you go, I don't care, even to hell. If all make mistakes, you may go drifting down there, but just the minute you recognize that, So it says they were gathered together in one place of their own accord, even as you and I came in here of our own accord. I hope nobody dragged you in here of their own accord, and therefore you have functioned a certain thing, and you are baptized by the Holy Ghost. This is a law. It takes place. There is a descent of spirit. You are filled with the spirit, like the sponge standing in the rain. You are literally filled, full of this thing. 
Whatsoever you ask in my name. Well, it would be nice if you took Job's idea and asked for nothing for yourself but all these people who have been looking to you and pressing towards you. You said yes to all of them once in your life and forgot all about your own little self and said yes and let that flow through you like a mighty river and let it touch them and many of them will feel it and many of them will respond but you will look for no sign you would not make that mistake that unbelief of looking for a sign but you will be told everything is all right my what a magnificent statement what a beautiful statement and that was said about you you are my beloved you are sent into expression it is well with you That wraps up another episode of New Thought Academy. Stay tuned for more books, discussions, and updates on coming attractions.